Welcome to this episode of the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. The mission of the Greenville Oaks Church of Christ is to inspire people to follow Jesus because we are convinced that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. Find out more about Greenville Oaks or connect with us online at greenvilleoaks.org. I don't know. Um, I think the uh, the singers this morning were especially powered by turkey and dressing or something. But wasn't it, wasn't it wonderful to sing this morning? It's just wonderful to be able to get a full breath after all we've been through this week or after all that's been through us. Oh, it's great to see you. Great to see you. This is a, quite a season. I think to come to a church that is waiting for a new preacher and to talk about Advent is sort of redundant uh, because you're going through all of the, the feelings of waiting and, and, and wondering and anxiety and ambiguity. And you're going through all these things waiting for a preacher. And, and this preacher is a child of God, but he's not the son of God. This preacher, we hope, will bring many blessings, but he is not the, the bread or the light or the way and the truth. He is not the good shepherd or the vine. He's not that kind of, but, but still we know what it is to wait. We know what it is to wait. So, uh, we are waiting for this new preacher and I hope that you are praying about that and, and focusing on what it'll be like when you get to welcome this family, uh, into your presence and shower them with, with love like maybe they've never ever even known before. Look forward to that. Look forward to that. Um, the Advent uh, process is is interesting to me because uh, it is a way I thought when I was not infected yet with other Christobabletarian tendencies, uh, when I was just kind of isolated, I thought Advent was just about the coming of baby Jesus and that was it. And it was just silent night and joy to the world for four weeks. But when I, I got more informed about it, it is a time of serious reflection. It is a time of looking deep into your heart, into your, your life, into your behavior, and, and seeing if you are ready for Christ to come. And are you ready for Christ to come as a baby? Are you ready for Christ to come in your life and establish himself as Lord in your life? Are you ready for Christ to come? If the heavens open and the angels descend and Christ comes, are you ready? There is that recurring theme in Advent. Are you ready? Are you ready? And it's meant to jar us out of any kind of lethargy, any kind of bored going through the motions of being Christians in the world. It's meant to wake us up 
and make us aware of what we might live to expect, to see, to experience as people who follow Jesus who is coming. Jesus is the coming one. He was promised in the garden. He was coming. He was promised to Abraham and he's coming. He was promised to Moses and he's coming. He was promised in the prophets and he's coming. David promised and he's coming and he came. The one who was coming came. And now we live in a time when he's promised again. And we experience Advent. Let me say a few things specifically about hope. I'm glad it starts with hope because hope's the difference to me. The, the, the great and primary difference that you feel down deep in your gizzard because the, the world is either a place of despair or hope. It's either despair or hope. And Jesus has come to announce that hope is what we get. Let let me read just a bit for the text for today so you can hear how serious a matter this matter of hope is. From Luke chapter 21. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. And at that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. He told him this parable, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with dissipation, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. When Jesus starts talking in the In apocalyptic language, you kind of have to be serious about it. But Jesus puts these two pathways in front of people. He says, you're going to hear these horrible things that are going on in the world. And, And when you hear about these horrible things that are going on in the world, remember that that's not the pathway 
where your life is leading. It's this marvelous paradox that he says, when, when you see these things happening, stand up, lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing near. In a world that will present you with an option for despair, in Christ, we have hope. Now for me, down in my little thoughts, and some of my thoughts about hope started when I was pretty little. When, when, when I was pretty little, I, I, I remember I was about six and we had a weekly reader at school and I, I read the story in the weekly reader and, and I, I couldn't go to sleep that night and I, I walked down the hall in our little house there in the preacher's parsonage in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I went to my mom and dad and I said, mom and dad, I read today that the sun's going to burn out in six billion years. What are we going to do? And my dad, a minister and full of pastoral ability, said, son, it won't matter to you. You'll be dead. <laughs> well, oddly enough, that didn't help. <laughs> I thought, not only I'm going to die before the sun goes out. Where is our hope in a world that has this dark side of despair? And, and so I want to, want to tell you some things that I think are about hope. First of all, hope has to be about future, right? Hope has to be about future. That, that, that something is happening in the future that guarantees life will go on. This notion of God loving the world so much that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. That, 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 that choice there, that, that not perish but have eternal life. I want that. I am already pretty sure I don't want to be into perishing. And these people that say, well, don't worry about it. If there's nothing after this life, you won't know it. You won't be sitting there dead going, man. Somehow that doesn't appeal to me either. What I hear in scripture and in the waiting, in the coming, in the advent thinking is the promise of future. And not only is there this, this marvelous promise of future, but, but it's, it's, it's different in Christ. Because it's not just more life. Some of the other religions in the world talk about more life, but, but they, they want to deposit your life back into the soul of God. They wanted to just make you a part of the, the oneness of the universe and all that. But our hope in Christ has identity. Your name. Your name. Your consciousness. I don't know if, if this means anything to you, but it means a lot to me that when 
Saul goes to Endor, he sees Samuel. And it's not someone Samuel-like, it's Samuel. And on the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus is comforted, consoled, counseled by Moses and Elijah. And Moses is still Moses, and Elijah is still Elijah. And they've been, they've been, they've been gone from the world a long time. So the prospect that we not only have a future, but you are going to be you forever. And your consciousness is sealed as you are visited by the Son of God, washed in his blood, raised in the likeness of his resurrection and filled with his spirit. Somebody says, you mean I got to be me? Forever? You know, could, could I swap? Well, you can't swap, but you can go ahead now and be more like Jesus. And that's what Advent invites you to. Knowing what is coming, will you become more like Jesus? And for me, I only, not only want to be Alive forever. I not only want to be Eddie, whatever that means, forever. I don't want to be by myself. I want to be in fellowship. And I want to hear God's offer of inviting me into his fellowship. I want to hear the, the Trinity's invitation to be a part of the fellowship. Now, I'm not sure I want to stand in a choir and sing for eternity. But who knows how good that could be? But to live in the presence of God and his holy ones is a part of the delight of our hope. And so every time we come and we gather as Christians together, we're practicing for forever. Here we are living our lives. Here we are living our lives under our identity. Here we are in fellowship with one another, with God among us. It's like practice for heaven. And so if you hear the call of Jesus in Luke 21 to his disciples, for them to be ready, he says, you know how you are. Now, I don't know how you spell that how you are. But it is a good term uh, in Texas anyway. You know how you are. That's got a akin to it that says, you know how he is. But Jesus says, some people don't wait right. Some people don't wait right. Some people take an opportunity to wait as an opportunity to lose focus. And you go into drunkenness and dissipation and and you, you take your eye off the ball. You take your eye off your goal. You take your eye off your savior. You take your eye off your beloved. You take your eye off and you go the wrong direction and you can't wait right if you lose your focus. 
I know there are people, there really are people who think they're going to live life any way they want to. And then they're going to get what might be called the two minute warning. And, and with the two minute warning, they've got two minutes to get right with Jesus. And they're going to come sliding through the baptistry and up out on the other side. And before they're dry, then they'll be graveyard dead and holy, holy, holy. Well, I don't doubt that Jesus would pay the people hired at the 11th hour. And if you don't know what that means, well, come, we'll talk about it. Jesus says if people that come to him late in their life, the last week of their life, the last day of their life, the last minute of their life, he's good with that. But that is very hard to predict, isn't it? Still the greatest joy remains for those who choose him now. Don't you like that line in that song? Still the greatest joy remains for those who choose him now. Get in line for the waiting now. Get get in the crowd now. Get, Get your life set now. Choose him now. Don't wait. Start your forever life now. Start your forever identity now. Start your forever name now. Start resting in the fellowship of God and his people now. Don't wait. A part of Waiting right is don't wait to wait right. Jesus has got some more parables about that. And and if you want to go ahead and preach the the parable of the the servants who beat up the the master's son while the the master's away, or if you want to do the wise and foolish virgins, there's lots of those. So we're called to behave in a way that reflects our hope. To live as those whose hope is in Jesus Christ. And where our hope is not just in the back of our mind but that our hope is lived out as an experienced present starting now. So when I think about all this, it comes down to to this for me and maybe for us for a little bit. This morning. Today is pretty real. Today is pretty real. Earlier this month, I had a birthday. I was 70. I've been thinking about that for a while. That's 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 your use or freeze by date on your label and 
And I had been thinking about that day coming and suddenly I was up to my ears in birthday cake. It came. A day that I was anticipating came. The day of the Lord that we are anticipating will come. Genesis 15, God says to Abraham, in 400 years, your descendants are going to come back here. That day came when they crossed the Jordan. The prophets prophesied that Jesus would come. And that day came. And it was real. And Jesus said, I'm going up to Jerusalem and I'll be delivered to the Pharisees and the teachers of the law and killed. And after three days, I'll rise. And that day came. And the day of the Lord that's coming will come. We can wait, right? Or we can fritter away our time mindlessly, faithlessly, but that day will come. Somebody says, he thinks that day will actually come. He thinks that Jesus is actually coming. We're way beyond that. Hmm. will surely come on a day as real as this day, in a moment as real as this moment, it will come. Let us live in hope and not despair. Let us live in faith and not doubt. Let us live honorable lives, not lives of foolish dissipation. Because the one who is coming will come. Christ, we do all adore Thee, and we do praise Thee forever. Christ, we do all adore Thee forever, for on the holy cross hast thou the world from sin redeemed. Christ, we do all peace. Go in expectation. Thank you for listening to this message from the Greenville Oaks Message Broadcast. We hope this message helps you to inspire people to follow Jesus because you're convinced, like we are, that following Jesus is the best way of life possible. 
connect with us on Twitter. You can find and follow us there at Greenville Oaks. Discover more about the Greenville Oaks Church online at greenvilleoaks.org.